Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Beef on Netflix. Beef. It's what's for streaming? Beef. It's what's for streaming. That's good. I was going to make a joke about how you're probably allergic to it. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, What'd you think? I really liked it. Me too. (laughs) Do you want to tell everybody what it's about? It is about two people that are at the end of their ropes snapping at each other in some road rage incident that got very out of hand and their lives continue to be out of control and they are it seems like they're going to be taking solace in just trying to fuck each other's lives up yeah yeah that's the gist of it and it's got ali wong yep who i thought did a really good job they she did a really good job i haven't seen I can't remember the last thing I've seen Stephen. I don't. Is it Stephen Wynn? I think so. Uh, in aside from The Walking Dead, and I always liked him in The Walking Dead, but like, so nobody's putting on a masterclass to acting. But he was fucking fantastic in this too. Stephen Wynn's most famous role uh, from I think you should leave when uh, <laughs> when he's opening birthday presents and then. Tim Robinson keeps accusing him of not liking the presents, and then they have to eat the receipt and everything. Remember that skit? Yeah, I remember that skit. We talked about it on this very podcast yeah. some three years ago now. Yeah. I think you should leave. Coming back May 30th. Everybody get, get your alerts on. I told Shay. I was like, do we have to take the day off or something for this? Because once this comes out, everybody's going to be coming to us all smug like... Uh, did you watch the new season? I think you should leave. And if the answer is no, I I, I told Kathy that, that season three of that was coming out, and that means that we can't hang out with you guys for like six months afterwards. <laughs> You're still gonna hang out with us, though, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought Ali Wong especially did a good job. And uh, I've only seen her stand up. I know she's acted in other stuff. But I was like, dang, for a stand up, she's like, I, I don't know. For all I know, she graduated from Juilliard or whatever. But yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's a fairly common trope, maybe the wrong word, but like act or comedians tend to make, can make very good actors, especially dramatic actors, because they've got that fucking inner pain or whatever. Yeah. Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler are both good dramatic actors. Yep. Um, Kevin James is a fantastic. <laughs> Chris Rock. Fantastic. Um, Robin Williams. Okay. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go back to naming good ones. <laughs> You don't think Chris Rock's good? Did you ever watch his um, uh, Fargo? No. I did watch him in the Saw sequel that I was genuine, like, genuinely excited about because it was him and Samuel L. Jackson and, like, a fucking the ninth Saw movie or whatever the fuck it was. And he was fucking terrible. Mm. 
And then it made me realize that most of the things I've seen him in, he just plays himself. Yeah. I also wanted to see him in Fargo until I saw him in Spiral. Spiral is the name of that movie. And then I decided, I don't need to see anything Chris Rock's in anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did a really good job selling that stage slap at the Oscars with Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, she did a very good job. I still am just blunt. Like, she did a better job than I think anybody would assume she had the right to if you hadn't seen her act, just knowing she was a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Stephen Wynn did, like, that was incredible acting. Genuinely, I was blown away by him in just this one episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching more. Absolutely. Okay, what do we got? What kind of scam is he trying to pull with those receipts and returning that merchandise? It seems fishy. You. I worked in retail. You know it's not a scam though, right? Do you remember what happens later in the episode? <laughs> yeah, I remember everything that happens in the episode. Okay. I definitely thought it was a scam at first too. but yeah. And I had the thought, what the fuck scam is he trying to pull? You steal uh, merchandise and then you return it. Yeah, I had that same thought, too. But that's definitely not what was happening here. He's attempting to kill himself and then rethinking it, deciding, I don't want to do that anymore. So he tries to sell that shit back. And so looking back on it, that was a very uh, important scene because he it's the it's the first scene in the show, isn't it? Like him trying to sell these back or get back his money. That's him trying to be like, all right, I'm done with attempting to kill myself. Again, I obviously it didn't work and he's tried this before. Yeah. But the world fucking shitting on him even more. He has to say, fuck it. I'm just taking them back home. And it just made him that much easier for him to try to do it again later. Which he does. Yep. And what happened? What he stops him? He stops himself. Yeah. He, he rethinks it, which is fairly typical. Yeah. And then Ali Wong's character has a similar... Yeah, I thought it was going to be similar, and then it turned out very dissimilar. Well, <laughs> I don't know. How how psychoanalytical can you get about not, her not actions? At all. Not at all. Like, is, is she just like... What, is the, there suicide there, tend- there's a, suicidal tendencies? Between- th- there's a difference between... Let's describe what she does first. There's a difference between suicidal behavior, which is literally what uh, Stephen uh, Wen's character's name is Danny. That's what he's doing. He's trying to kill himself. And then there is a step below that, which is like parasuicidal behaviors, which tends to be like superficial cutting and that sort of thing. And what she was doing kind of borders on that, I guess, but which was shit that's probably not intended to kill yourself, but it's the... like a psychological thrill around being close to it. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any less stupid or deadly because it can shit goes wrong. She does. Fuck that. That whole scene weirded me the fuck out. Well, we should tell the listeners what happened in this scene. She gets a gun out of a safe and then pleasures herself with it. Yeah, eventually she keeps it unloaded and then presses it against various parts of her body, including um, her downtowns, her downtowns, and like just pulls the keeps pulling the trigger. And she's not even she's not like penetrating herself with the barrel or anything. No. She's pressing the 
how do I describe this? She's the gunmetal? <laughs> like she's the, the, pressing the gun flat against like the, her inner thigh and then pulling the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been the podcast, everyone. <laughs> when when she tries to get in the safe and she asks her husband if he changed the combination and he's like, yeah. And she goes, why? And he goes, you know why. I immediately was like, oh, there's a gun in that safe and he's worried she's going to kill herself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the clear insinuation, which was why it was still very odd and weird, but great that they subverted that a little bit, which with th- that scene, just like, okay. So it wasn't her trying to kill herself. Yeah. I'm assuming she probably has tried before, although although maybe not. Maybe maybe he, he locked it in the safe because he walked in on her pleasuring herself or whatever she was doing with the gun. Hell if I know. Yeah. It's weird because, like, if he knew that's what was going on, would he want to try to, like, incorporate that type of thing into love like i don't know i i think i think i don't there's a place potentially for that done safely i don't he's i don't remember the word for it but there's like a toxic toxic positivity that that dude is toxically positive yeah i don't know even an unloaded gun is a loaded gun like you get you can't do that shit agreed which is like, which is why I'm stepping carefully around. Like, I'm sure there is a place and a fetish for that, but to be done safely, it is with a clearly fake gun, and yeah. with consenting partners and and all of that sort of thing. What she was doing was was patently unsafe, and no, there is no shot that he would involve himself with that. Right. Not because it's unsafe, but because like, it's just not nice and and putting out positive energy into the world, man. My uncle when he was in college was at a party and the guy had guns in the house and there was an unloaded gun on the table so as a joke somebody sitting next to him picked it up and put it to his head and uh, pulled the trigger and killed himself but we need more guns in this country right dude have you seen uh yes (laughs) all the gun stuff no No, uh, we we talked about John Stewart's show, The Problem. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I I'm sure I watched one video once. And now YouTube's been feeding them, and it's just his interviews with people. And he had one within the last six months, I think, about gun violence or whatever. And he's talking with uh, a senator about gun violence, and he's so good. I still don't understand why anybody on that side of things politically thinks it's going to be even remotely positive for them to interview with him because he just he's so good at just ripping people to shreds being very deliberate about ripping people to shreds and this one was just talking about uh gun violence and you know the guy is talking about how like well you know it's it's less than a percent or whatever and john stewart's like yeah but like your platform seems to be more guns keep us safe and he was like well yeah absolutely and he said when we have 400 million, like 500 million guns for 300,000 pe- or 300 million people in this country. How many guns is going to keep us safe? Is it 600,000 or 600 million, 700 million? At what point do we start to see that it's keeping us safe? Great question. It was an excellent question. What was the reaction? Not at all engaging. My favorite part of the interview, though, it's sort of related, is... uh talking about how this guy you know this guy was adamantly against a gun registry in any way shape or form 
Um, and he was like, uh, well, why, you know, why are you against a gun registry? Well, it infringes on rights in blah, blah, blah. And he said, okay, what do we record? Like voting is a fundamental right, right? And he goes, yes, absolutely. You know, U.S. citizens have the right to vote. And he said, and what do we have to do to vote? And the guy literally, and John Stewart is just like, he keeps poking him. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not the word is deliberately avoiding saying register over and over. He's like, well, there's like requirements where you have to provide an ID or whatever. And he's like, yeah, and that's called. And it just goes on for so long with this guy trying to work mental gymnastics, trying to avoid <laughs> saying the word to register. It is so fucking funny, sad. Like it's, it's depressing that that. <laughs> oh yeah. I got to get back into that show. The show itself is dour and not always very funny yeah i've watched a couple episodes now yeah me too but i find his interviews to be great he had another one uh interviewing with some governor i don't remember which one that passed some law about uh transgender youth or whatever and it was another fantastic uh interview Mm. like he did that shit's all up on youtube post on their apple channel or whatever with all the like people accidentally pulling into the wrong driveway and getting shot or like the child whose basketball rolled into a somebody's yard and they just opened fire i was like do i need to get a gun and then i was like no i don't think that's going to solve the problem <laughs> yeah uh i've also had that thought i also had a thought just now <laughs> of you (laughs) thinking about that um looking out on your yard and then just like a smash cut to your yard and there's just basketballs all the way out like just all across your yard just like that's what you need to do you need to get a gun so you can prevent people from rolling basketballs into your yard (laughs) i'm just sitting at the gate with my gun like it's mine now yeah this is (laughs) oh fuck yeah, I've had the same thought, um, mostly because anymore, I don't get row rage to this degree, but I definitely get pissed off at people that do stupid sure. shit and will glance over in, in the car to express my like really fucking di- like just like a look or whatever. But anymore, Kathy is like freaked out that I'm just going to piss off the wrong person and somebody's going to have a gun. And so mm-hmm. if I even start to look, she was like, no, they might have it. like it just like freaks out. And it's. I can't even be mad about it because it's absolutely a fair point. Yeah. And that sucks. <laughs> when I was in high school, my friend, <laughs> this might not be a great story, but <laughs> my friends and I. It's way under there now. <laughs> my friends and I bought a cap gun in caps and put one only one well. cap in there and played Russian roulette with it. <laughs> But figured out you can't press it to your temple because if it goes off, the bang hurts your ear. So we had to put it under our chin like this. Jesus Christ. Kids are so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, kids are dumb. Do you have any good road rage stories? No, I like I said, my my road rage is is uh, it's not me fucking cussing up a storm or even flipping people off. It's all internal. Like what the fuck? Like I just get so fucking pissed off and chatty in my car. But like, yeah, I I I've never fucking done anything. Yeah, on that side of thing. Like 
active. Yeah. Um, I think the one that comes to mind to me is we were going to, I don't know, we were going to a restaurant or something and there's a left turn lane. So I pulled into the left turn lane to turn left into the restaurant and Shay was like, oh, no, 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 that's not the lane to turn to get to the restaurant. I was like, oh, oops. And then went into the uh, the right lane like an idiot. Yeah. Not, not realizing that there's somebody. So the person slams on the brake, lays on the horn, whips around, looking at me, just staring at me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm. Fucked up. Yep, yep. Fucked up. Sorry. And he's just like, and he's like trying to yell at me, but the windows are rolled up. And he's like yelling and yelling and yelling. I'm just like, you could just go, right? And he's just like yelling. And eventually, like, I can't hear him. And he's just getting so frustrated with that. He just puts his hand out of his window and just does an very like impotent, like just thumbs down, just like our rage, like, <laughs> and then drove off and i was just like good job you got your point across <laughs> that reminded me it, this wasn't my road rage but when we were heading up to Ames for easter uh we were pulling onto the interstate and some motorcycle was driving and got i'm trying to remember who was in front of who it was the motorcycle like he it was the, OK, it was a car behind a motorcycle and they were following him too closely. And at one point, like way too closely to be safe. Um, and at one point in time at a stoplight, he turns around and like I can see him. I'm guessing he probably cursed, but I could also like it was completely reasonable. Like you need to back the fuck off. This is completely unsafe for me entirely at this point. And this car just fucking started laying into the horn and getting as close as physically possible to a guy in a motorcycle who of course wasn't wearing a helmet or wearing appropriate motorcycle clothes. Like he would have been road rash, like a leather jacket. Yeah. I mean, anything jeans, he was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, I think, because that was a fairly nice day if I remember right. Um, so when we were trying to get out in the interstate, he was still in front of this car and he decided to make his displeasure known by not accelerating onto the interstate. Like we were literally going 10 miles an hour all the way up the ramp. And it was like seven, eight cars behind him at this point in time. And where the road rage got fucking terrifying was once we finally get to the point where he's ready to accelerate. Cause he knows he's a fucking motorcycle. He can accelerate like that. He fucking flies off and, and starts whatever this car takes off and starts hunting this fucker down. Like they were behind a fucking semi. Like it was terrifying it was me getting into whatever lane they weren't in because i knew for a fact and it never happened but i knew for a fact it was going to cause some serious destruction i'm sure the people behind me thought i like were pissed off at me because i was driving a little slower than i needed to but i wanted to be able to react it was terrifying yeah i got another road rage uh incident this was in high school so as you know i grew up in a small town on the mississippi river so one of the things that we did was just like cruise the dike uh, in the neighboring town. Yeah. Uh, like all the high school kids did, scoop the loop, whatever. Yeah. yeah. My friend was working at Pizza Hut in Clinton. And it was uh, at the, it was on a street at the base of the dike and so me and a few other friends i i was always the driver went to pick her up from 
her work and then just you know hang out so we pick her up and we pull up and we start going and a truck comes up behind us and it's like honking and like flashing its lights at us and we're like who's this and we're like i don't know and we're like oh it looks like that looks like it might be so-and-so's truck maybe they're just like saying what's up or whatever and it's like oh okay so we're about halfway i pull down into the parking lot of the swimming pool uh at the base of the dike about halfway and the truck comes up and it's like just four high school kids that from a different town they they go you fucking flip us off and uh i'm going like no we just like picked her up we've literally been on the road for it didn't flip us off in the meantime my friends in the back seat behind me swearing a storm up at them just like what the fuck and i'm like Shut the fuck up. Let's just get me like, fucking killed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know, like, be cool with these guys. <laughs> and so I, I eventually, like, de-escalate this. Not her. I de-escalate these guys. Like, no, sorry. Sorry about this. Sorry about that. No. And they're like, oh, right. They turn around. They start getting to their car. What'd she do? Flips them off. <laughs> so, uh... We got in a car chase. <laughs> a very, very brief car chase in which I'm like driving and they're like following me and we're down like like it's dark, parking lots, train tracks and everything. Uh, nobody else is around. I pull on, we're coming up to a train track and my like 17 year old like driver uh, brain is automatic like, gotta slow down for the train track so i start slowing down <laughs> which maybe wasn't the best decision except they made an even worse decision which was whipped their truck around my car came in front stopped all got out and started approaching the car and i just went all right reverse <laughs> just turned around and drove off and just like went on a side road headlights off been done i felt like such a badass <laughs> Let, let's be clear about tense felt like a badass <laughs> yeah you don't still feel like a badass uh for your no i don't oh. i don't know you, you seem I'm pretty proud of it now of is, i guess like what I'm I'm a, probably a pretty big badass about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we know who to go to for when they're writing fast and the furious 11 <laughs> <laughs> okay then have them sort of just like lamely and stupidly stop at the train tracks <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for when they decide to reboot the series or whatever without Vin Diesel and shit. Oh, yeah. I could probably play Vin Diesel's character. Yeah, he got the bald head and everything. Yeah. It's all about family. Yeah. The movies. I've only seen, I've only seen <laughs> the first Fast and the Furious movie. I didn't get a whole lot of like that. It's all about family stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't a big thing back then. <laughs> right. But it turned into one is my understanding. Yeah. Almost like. Is it the same way like employers try to trick their employees into feeling like camaraderie and affection for? No, it's definitely all about family, but but in the most caricature-ish, cartoonish sort of way. Like it, it none of it fucking. It's just we're, we're family. Like it never extends beyond we're family. You know what I mean? And just like 
racing because we're family. Anybody, anybody be like, never talk against the family and stuff like that? Do they get all godfathery? With no, it? definitely not godfather at all. But I will tell you, um, this is spoilers for the end of Fast 9. Um, uh, and I guess technically spoilers for what's going to be the new one coming here in like a month. For a guy who's all about family, it turns out he has a secret brother. And he's the bad guy in this new one. And it's played by Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, dang. I saw the first two... A couple intermittently, and then we were talking with my mom a couple, like a year and a half, two years ago, whenever it was, just before Fast 9 came out. But we were talking about the new IMAX theater when, in uh, Waukee at the time. And she was like, oh, I you know, I really want to see the, the new Fast and the Furious movie. And if you met my mom, it's a little surprising that she's that into Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> but she's very into them so i was like oh yeah no like i you and i could go i could take you up and we can go to the imax it'll be awesome but then somehow that roped in kathy who absolutely hates these movies altogether (laughs) that movie that for somebody who hasn't seen the last three or four that movie is fucking buck wild it is not a joke to say that they end up driving cars in space nice yeah so i'm definitely looking i'm i didn't give a shit about the movie's how do you drive a car in space? <laughs> you, like, are they floating in space and just like, yeah, because, like speed racing? Because, 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 like because, Silverhawks? I don't, do they, you had me sort of with Speed Racer, but not at all with Silverhawks. Um, they were driving a car up in space because they needed to, like, nudge a satellite out of orbit, I think. <laughs> to watch these no 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 no! don't better yet go with me to see fast time the fast 10 knowing nothing about the other eight done because i don't think i can convince kathy to go oh i you know me i'm always happy to go oh shit oh man (laughs) do they pass uh elon musk's tesla no they don't unfortunately missed opportunity that's why that's why they need to bring me on I just need to be in the room when they're like going over scripts and stuff. So I can just be like, throw out a thing where they go by that Tesla. It's like you're there for the rewrites is what you're saying. You're not, you're yeah. not the original uh, writer, but you're there to help with uh, punching it up a little. Right. With, yeah. with just like 5% more Tesla references. <laughs> right. Exactly. Nobody wants my original scripts. <laughs> Needs more Tesla. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're frantically refreshing your phone, hoping for the Tesla stock to go back up. Because <laughs> you suck your life savings. Why did the couple that had hired Danny to, like, as a handyman, he called himself a contractor. Why did they find him so annoying? He seemed fine. He was chatty. Oh. I get like I I will fully acknowledge that it's uh judgmental and shitty, but as somebody who's extremely introver- introverted, yeah, I mean I get that. Yeah, I guess I uh, it's it's why when I find the right person, you won't understand this, but when I find the right person to cut my hair, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> when I find the right person to cut my hair, like I. The, the last hairstylist I had, I was with with for like five years because 
it was the perfect amount of like a little bit of chit chat at the start and then just let me zone the fuck out and, you know, get do your whatever. It's not because I just don't like small talk sort of thing. And it's why I thought I had found uh, the perfect hairstylist this last. I, I got a haircut like a week ago, two weeks ago. And it became apparent very quickly that she is very hard of hearing and I think had a cochlear implant. So there was going to be next to no talking, Ooh. which was ideal. And then she cut my hair and I decided, nope, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I get the place I was going to uh, going through a lot of turnover or whatever, which probably isn't great. I probably decided I need to find a new place altogether, but uh, she was clearly in training and struggling and I couldn't literally and metaphorically make myself heard as far as what she wasn't doing right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what else you got for your notes for this one we didn't talk too much about it but it's it's we liked it we're gonna watch more it's very good i don't i i gave the rundown of the show in like two minutes but there's no one scene that stands out like oh we really need to talk about that that was a really interesting scene it's just it the show did a fantastic job of making me hate both of these people's lives. Like it just without making me hate the show, like they had lives. I did not fucking envy for one reason or another. And it made me understand why they're both about to go off the fucking rails. Yeah. Uh, only other scene I have is he Googled least painful ways to kill yourself. Yeah. And he got smoke inhalation. It's not smoke inhalation. What's he doing? Carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, carbon monoxide. You, you just fall asleep and... Okay. And if he had a garage, he could have done that in the garage. Oh, that makes more sense. I would think just like a gun to the head would be... Not necessarily. Unless you do it wrong. Unless you do... And that's part of the problem is that you can do it wrong. Um, And he'd have to own a gun too. Yeah. And you know how hard those are to get a hold it's of. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, he's he's a minority, so maybe harder. Right. That song choice at the end of this episode was the weirdest fucking song choice I could possibly imagine for the end of that episode. Remind me. So at the end of the episode, uh, Danny has found uh, Amy's place. Like he's been hunting down like who it was that had cut him off or whatever. And we're finally seeing these their two lives intersect. And he, under the pretense of being a contractor, you know, gets a look around her house, realizes she's the one that cut him off. And so he goes and pisses all over her bathroom. And as he he quickly leaves the house, she finds the pee and then starts chasing after him. The, the song to end the episode was The Reason by Hoobastank, which is just like this weird, like the buzz ballad from er, the early aughts or whatever about a love law. Lo- like it just made no fucking sense. <laughs> and it was just so fucking weird for that scene i don't know if i was meant to laugh but i was dying laughing through that whole like last 30 seconds maybe it's somebody's like a hooba stink fan or friends with it could yeah. be it could be a little like um the that nine days song story of a girl that ended up being replayed 19 times in uh everything everywhere yeah. all at once like it's just like a little inside joke that they're it would make me I would love this show even more if they just kept weaving in different uh, covers of Hoobastank. Kunk on Earth with Pump Up the Jam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. Pump Up the Jam. Uh. Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 podcast with Michael and Eric. <laughs> Do you know why I started that so quickly? 
And it's, it's, I promise you it's not because I didn't want to continue that line of thought. It's because I knew you were going to be laughing so hard and it was going to be harder for you to cut out that, that terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> you also couldn't cut out the laughter that's happening as I'm talking about this. Oh, so you're trying to step over it so I can't cut out my bad joke? <laughs> If you like the show, leave me a rating or review. <laughs> Thanks, Podsdy. That's episode1podcast.com. Nobody is on Twitter anymore. I am no longer going to be posting on Twitter. It used Good. to be that there was a connection between our Squarespace site so that I could, when I was scheduling the episode, I could also schedule the tweets so that I didn't have to think about going on Twitter. Um, but because of the whole API, people charging for it and that sort of thing, that connection seems to be broke on Squarespace, and I'm not going to bother to figure out how to fix it. Peace, Twitter. Yeah, fuck off, Twitter. So we officially have zero social media presence now, dooming our podcast to never get another. <laughs> See you next week or not, I guess. <laughs>